0: Welcome to Dental Brain Crops, I'm your host Chelsea Myers and you know everything that I've built around Dental Life Coach and Dental Brain Crops podcast has been built around health, happiness and success and I couldn't be more pleased than I am today to have with us somebody who personifies all of those qualities in great quantity and um, somebody that I admire very much, Pat Bauer, the CEO of Heartland Dental, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks. Thanks for having me, Chelsea. Yeah. Be an honor to be here.
0: I'm so excited to have you here. Pat, I just I have so many questions for you, but I'll just start with how how did Heartland come to be? How did how did you go from you started at was it eight practices?
1: Yeah, eight yeah. Eight practices, eight practices
0: to where we're at now.
1: Well, um, so our founder is Doctor Rick Workman, mm-hmm. who I uh is probably the most brilliant person in dental so he's probably and he's been doing this for 42 years so um, and just like him I've been doing it for 35 years and we kind of met in 1995 I was with a group called Metro Dental Care he had his own group in uh, Illinois and they had I don't know they ended up having 29 locations by 1997, and we were, Metro had probably 14 locations, but we were a larger number of doctors. We had more doctors. And uh, he called me in 1997 and sold about 21 of those offices to Comptent. And so he kind of started over with eight practices. And so the reason that he called me is because I, like I said, met him in 1995 at a conference that was for group practices back in the day and now group practices back then were not very large Mm -hmm. and uh, but it was a group practice and and I stayed in contact with his executive team basically his he had a business assistant somebody at the front a dental assistant and a hygienist who kind of ran the operations with him and they just did they just helped doctors well I did the same thing at Metro Dental Care and so he called me and said, Hey, I'm looking for somebody like you in 1997. I'm like, well, how about me? <laughs> and so he sold and we started over, but we were just a group practice. So we were just group practice with eight practices. They were all brand new, um, and but he wanted to continue to grow. So he took his money from that and just started over. So we're called Heartland Dental, but it's really been around 42 years because it's Rick, um, but we're 25 years as Heartland Dental. Okay. And we just we probably went from eight practices to about thirty some practices in six months, and uh, just kept on kept on helping doctors. And so, it's just now they call us a DSO, Dental Support Organization, because there's other owners involved. Um, But you know, Rick put everything on red all the time. I mean, he. Kept on investing in the organization. I was the hired hand. He was the one that was taking all the risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I invested too, but not like he did. And uh, and so he's kind of the mastermind behind it. And I'm just better at, at, at implementing things. And he's really the he's he's a genius. And so um, he has the the he's kind of the visionary hero for me. Uh, he's my visionary hero. And so we have had the same vision and mission since 1997. what All we do is support dentists and their teams and the communities they serve so they can produce the highest quality dental care and experiences. That's all we do. We just keep on helping one practice after another. And uh, because of Rick's a dentist, he's, he formed it for dentists. So it's a dentist who made Heartland for dentists so that they don't have to beat their head up against a wall trying to figure out what to do. We, we beat ourselves up for a long time and uh, have taken the best practices whether, I mean, we probably take something from you or anybody. We're not afraid to take best practices from the really good operators out there to help our doctors have more success in their practices and share with all the doctors. And then pretty soon you have a flywheel of all doctors just helping each other. And so people think we're corporate dentistry because we're large and, but we're really just a large group. And and people just don't, it's just, you know, how did Hartley? Well, we're just a large group that just kept on getting larger, and that's that's it. That'll, that's right, larger or bigger. Anyway, <laughs> so that's who we are. That's, that's that's all we do. We're in 39 states now with like 1643 offices. So it sounds like, oh my gosh, there's this big corporate entity with, yeah, we have to have structure, we have to have unfortunately bureaucracy because it comes with size. And I can't put my words in every human being that works with Heartland, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wish I could. Um, I want to, um, but I can't because they're humans and they want to. They have to get them, get it themselves, and talk for themselves. And so, um, so people have this misconception. We don't do any Medicaid hardly at all. We don't do any HMO. It's all fee for service PPO, which, which probably is also different. Rick, our customer is a dentist, not a patient. And so our doctor's customer is a patient. And so we have to know that customer and understand it to help our doctors treat them the way they want to be treated. But, but they're not our customers, they're the doctor's customers. And so the whole thing then changes, that changes the whole thought process. Aspen, which is great, their patient, our customer is a patient. That's okay, that's just their model. Where we said our model is going to be dentist led, all about the doctor, Helping them be successful, no matter what kind of patients they want, we tend to go after doctors who want the marketplace that we that we understand, which is higher middle upper middle class neighborhoods in a suburb. Mm-hmm. You won't, we don't have very many in a in a in a in an urban area. We just don't. We have some, but we don't have a lot. Most of ours is suburban, you know, growing areas um, that need doctors need practices. That's kind of how we've done it over the many well, now 25 years with Heartland,
0: so. Okay, so, Mike, I'm curious, I don't know, you started in 1997. How did you, right now, there's so many channels, you know, with social media and the internet and all these things, but how did you mm-hmm. back then communicate your message and attract the rapid growth that you experienced?
1: You know what, most people, <laughs> I'd go to a school, <laughs> and they'd say, excuse me, they go, who are you? <laughs> what do you do? Know? And so back then, I did everything. I did marketing. I did recruiting. I did HR. I did everything but accounting, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> and uh, and so it was hard because people just didn't understand it. But but when we found practices to affiliate with us, they're like, well, this is sweet. Even today, it's probably the same. Our our typical affiliation is a fifty three year old dentist who's sick and tired of being sick and tired. They just want to be. They just want to be a dentist. They don't want to deal with all of the other stuff, and every dentist should have the right to practice the way they wanna practice. And some dentists wanna practice with support from us or other DSOs, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a solo practitioner and saying, I just wanna do it by myself. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, And and we're not trying to eliminate solo practitioners. We're trying to give them if they want an alternative on how to practice, and so back then, it was hard. I mean, honestly, I I was telling somebody uh, about marketing. (laughs) Back then, we marketed in newspapers, yellow pages, yeah. that's how old I am, we stopped that because it didn't work anymore, and things change, and now we do still, we still do quite a bit of direct mail, but that's going down dramatically, and now it's mostly all digital, and so everything's kind of, there's always an ebb and flow of what happens in the marketplace, and my job is to make sure that we are on that edge and understand what the marketplace is doing and how it's changing, and so we've just kind of kept up with what's changing, and mm-hmm. we've gotten a lot of hats. Because people don't understand us, um, but what in the end what happens is doctors know that we're being su- they they're being supported, and our track record is pretty good about doctors saying, "Oh gosh, no, I, I get great support from our. I can do what I want." So. It's
0: awesome. It, your track record is great. That is what people say. And, um, you know, when we met recently and we were talking about it, I was really touched by your sincerity. When you say the doctor is our customer, we really care about our doctors, um, it's not just words. Talk to me more about that. What does that look like for your doctors? Because um, I know how important that is to you.
1: Well, um, doctors generally, this is going to be a generalization, but most doctors want autonomy. When it comes to their practice and how they practice, that's what my experience has been. Rick's experience has been, Doctor Workman, um, and and so our goal is to make sure that they have that autonomy, and but also have best practices or they have data. So what what I can do is is go to a doctor and say, Hey, what do you want to do with your practice? And if they say, Well, I want to make I want to have a you know well rounded practice with a lifetime approach to my patients and my community. I wanna see them for a lifetime and I wanna take care of them for a lifetime. So then I can say, well, tell me what your belief is on that, what is... Then I can give them data that says, well, here's what you actually do. So I can say, well, I think I wanna have a very strong period practice. I wanna make sure I take care of my patient's gums. So, well, here's what happens when you come in, here's what you diagnose and here's what you actually do. So I can give them information that gives them power to treat their patients even better. I can't tell them what to do, but I can give them data as to the because dentists are smart. They wouldn't get through dental school if they weren't. And so, because I know I couldn't have, so so you give them you give them what what information they need to be able to make the right decision for their practice and how they practice. And then, I mean, we have some of the best dentists. I'm not kidding, in the world. I mean Goldstein, Garber, and Salama. I mean they're they're part of our, uh, they're affiliated with us, and and these people are some of the most well-known international dental speakers. Mm -hmm. Do you think I could ever tell them what to do? (laughs) Of course not, I wouldn't even begin to do that. But I can give them the tools or the help or the support so they can keep doing what they're doing without the burden of owning the practice, having to deal with the owning of the practice, and they can focus on their patients and their patient care, and that's massive because they still want to make sure they maintain that. that. And then they can, I mean, we have a practice called McKinneyDentist.com, Jeff Lynch and Marvin Berlin um, were the main owners. One person retired and another person uh, left well, their, their practice, but they were doing $10 million 13 years ago. You know how hard it is to do $10 million? And they affiliated with us. Well, I can't tell them what to do, but what we did do is we helped them with their business. They were still great clinicians, still could generate revenue. But now we've made their business better because they weren't great business people, they were great providers. And they're still great providers. And now they do 14 or $15 million. And that's not easy to do in a practice. And so, but they're, they're, they, I can send all my doctors then to see them. I can say, well, go watch them. Go watch anybody. And, and we tell people, especially new grads, if you don't go see five practices, in in the you know, first six months to a year, you're just negligent because you have all these people you can go see. You can close the office and just go watch what you want to watch and all of these practices that are just world class so that they can become world class. And you, you you start you start building upon the ability for them to really share best practices. And and we have a we have a we're lucky that all of our doctors are paid the same way. So when they get together, they're not talking about, how come you get more than I do? They're talking about, hey, how do I, how do I do it? Because we're both paid the same way, and now they're sharing really information on how to be best at taking care of their patients, and that is super powerful. And so it's really that, that the autonomy that they have that just that just really the flywheel just goes, whoa, we can really help each other. So pretty cool.
0: <laughs> that is very cool, and I love the way that you I love the way you package it up. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's um... <laughs> pretty cool. But, you know, when you have an organization the size that you do with the resources that you do and then you use them to um, meet all of the different interests and needs and passions of your doctors, you really set yourself up to do the incredible things that you're doing. I'm curious, was that, was that the, vision, the vision back from eight practices and the inception of this at 1997 or is this vision growing as you're moving along?
1: It's growing. We, you know, we just wanted to keep on helping. We we call us a whole collection of hometown offices, and <laughs> it just got really big. But if you think about, we just kept on helping, and then we realized that wow, the bigger we get, the more leverage we have, the more um, help we can give our doctors. I have I have super. I have a I have a Ph.D. in neuroscience that works for us, and he does all of the science and study around how PPOs, or excuse my language, are screwing dentists, mm-hmm. and how we can use that, that, that information in our, in our favor to the insurance companies. And so he can, then he's so smart, he can then say, no, this is what really happens, and we're not gonna put up with it anymore. Mm-hmm. And because we know what you're doing. They play these games with stacking and cherry picking, which most dentists don't even know what that means. And they literally are constantly trying to hurt the provider and pay them less. And we're saying, not with us, you're not going to. And so our dentists get higher reimbursements because of it, because we have these smart people. Mark Greenstein is our strategic officer and chief growth officer. And he he gets offended. I I mean, if people try to take advantage of our doctors, boy, he does, he takes it personal. And when they're trying to, say that, well, we should pay for this or we should pay for that. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> you should be happy that you have our doctors because they're the best doctors in the country. Mm-hmm. And so when a when yo yeah. looks at us, they say, yeah, we don't have any problems with your dentists. We don't have you know customer service issues with your doctors. We don't get over with your doctors because so, our doctors are bread and butter, taking care of customers, and they don't do anything goofy. Because we have oversight because anything, you know, nobody's going to do anything goofy. Not that we're perfect. We always have something is wrong, but there's always something. But, but when we have, we have that ability now to hire these super smart people, I mean, think about COVID. When that hit, I didn't, just like anybody, nobody knew, I didn't know what to do. Um, but I knew our values. And KKR, who's our, our sponsor, said, look, just take care of your team, Pat. That's all, that's all we have is people. And that's all they said to me. And then I could say, okay, let's get all of our smart people together because we have a lot of them and, and, and put a plan together. I can't tell Dennis what to do, but I can give him guidance. Say, this is what we think is the right thing. And, and, but you're a professional. So you have to make your professional judgment. But what I can tell you is we did not have any problem getting PPP. We did not have any problem uh, having with money because our, our, we had a very strong balance sheet. And so I could, not one doctor was ever laid off. Not one. And our pay, our, doc, our our team members were taken care of. They got emergency pay until the government figured it out. And so they were taken care of. But it's because I had this team of people that met every day for months. I think it was over a year. Um, and I, I'm trying to figure out, okay, I mean, I met with Korea, China, um you name it, Australia, what they were doing, what, try to figure out, okay, what's the best practices to make sure our doctors have the best information to make the best decision. Because they're still professionals. We don't tell doctors what to do, especially when it comes to, to practicing. Um, and so we just make sure they have the right information. Um, and uh, if they say, well, what do you think I should do? I can tell you what I think you should do, but you still need to make the decision. And uh, that's, that's, that's powerful. when you you think about it so i have i have that leverage now with we didn't know back then that we would continue as we got bigger we'd actually have more help and more support but that's what it's turned into which is a a pretty cool another pretty cool
0: (laughs) (laughs) it all is it's all really good things and it's uh you know it was the reason that i originally wanted to have these conversations with you is just to learn like what are these amazing things that everybody just keeps talking about? And you know, there's never been a better time to be in dentistry and you've absolutely leveraged all of the um, advancements and, uh, and advantages to support your doctors. And so I'm curious, how are you adapting to the um, to support the current and future needs of your doctors as you continue to grow and scale um, beyond what there's a blueprint for at this point?
1: Well, there's a, you know, there's a there's a <laughs> it's all about talent, and being able to hire people is super hard today, and so you know trying to make sure that we keep up it's always a problem. I mean, and it's been a problem for a long time, but now it's even more problem finding talent because what doctors need is people, um, and it's not easy to find them, and so we're 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 not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, and so we're trying to figure out ways today to use that leverage to help them find the best people and, and it's just hard and so what we make sure is doctor we don't say to people i think they sometimes hear it because hr our hr human resources is really there to give them here's what we would recommend but it's still your decision and that's a that's a hard thing for some because i heard well they said i couldn't no they said we wouldn't for this reason but you have to make that decision and so paying people the market rate, you never want to lose people over money mm-hmm. In, unless they're just not worth it. That That's up to a doctor again to decide. You decide who works with you, I don't. Our team doesn't, but here's what we think the market is. And But if you have a hygienist who you have to pay, you can't not have a hygienist, then pay them what you need because it's just too hard. Now our turnover wasn't that high for um, during COVID. We didn't have the turnover some people did, Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were fortunate, um, but it's still hard. And so today it's trying to figure out how to help them get the best talent. And that's just super hard to do. And uh, we're all fighting as hard as we can to to find the right people. And um, because if if you can't have people, you can't work and can't save patients and that hurts everybody. So that's our biggest challenge today. I don't know if that was your question. but.
0: No, it's good information because you had talked earlier about the autonomy and um, access to resources. So I'm hearing, you know, you give training opportunities, mentorship opportunities, access to data, and yet the autonomy to uh, make your own hiring decisions within your practice, which, you know, every group in DSO does it differently. And so that's good for our listeners to understand. So when I'm a doctor coming to you saying, hey, I want to partner with you, I still get to maintain decision-making power about my team. Okay. it's still hard
1: you know we affiliate with somebody because nothing really changes it changes more for the the business people up front mm-hmm. and I say to people nothing changes but everything changes so when you're a, when you're <laughs> when you're a solo practitioner you just make decisions now you join heartland and go oh, I have to think about everything so everything changes but nothing changes you don't you know I, I had a doctor say well I can't get this equipment fixed you guys can't get it Patterson or Shine can't do it I'm like what did you do in the past? I just fix it myself. Well, then do it anyway. I I, I don't. It's a it's a it was such an old chair that nobody could fix it.
0: Yeah.
1: Don't change what you're doing, but they could, because they're not sure where they're, you know, where can I make decisions? Where where can I can't? And so everything comes into question, and and so they just every it's just hard because it's change, and even though. You know, they might, you know, you know, the old thing, they just take money out of the till. We, we can't do that anymore. So what, you know, of course you can't, but you can, you can still make a lot of decisions. So it's a, that first year is just that transition of, okay, where's my role? What is it? But clinically nothing changes because you still make all of those changes, but everything else is like, oh, can I just make that decision? Generally, you can. If it, I always tell people, if it sounds weird to you, it probably sounds weird to me. So ask questions and say that, doesn't make sense. Well, probably doesn't make sense to me either so ask questions and and make the right decisions for your practice but so it's a it's it's hard for um, people to realize that really I get to still make those decisions yeah I mean I did you just can't hurt anybody you can't yell at anybody you can't hit anybody you can't, can't do things that you probably shouldn't have anyway if you ever did it so there's it, it's just hard for people to understand really I can do that well of course you can we we affiliated with the practice because we thought it was a good practice. We don't affiliate with the practice and think, well, that's a piece of crap. Let's get it. <laughs> no, not. we don't do that. We only affiliate with good practices. And so it's 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 hard for some people to really believe that. Um, but if you talk to our doctors, you go, no, no, no. I get to do what I want to do. It's my practice. As long as I'm doing the right thing for the right reason. And, you know." don't do any illegal, things like that. Right, right. They shouldn't do
0: anything. (laughs) Well, you know, and from my perspective, it's really interesting to see, of course, there is that transition period you're talking about where you get acclimated to the changes and, you know, how things work. But it's very interesting to me to see someone go from very high strung and very stressed out because there's parts of their career that they love and parts that they just didn't ever really want to do but have been doing for a long time and then they affiliate and this lightness just, this light comes back oh. in their eyes, and the, even the posture changes, the tone of their voice, and it's it really is something to see.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what, John Cranham, he, he ran the Dawson Academy for years. And, uh, you know, it's one of the highest clinical practice things you can do as a dentist. And I met the CEO of Dawson Academy about a year after, maybe a year or two after he affiliated and when he told her that he was affiliated with the heartland i mean she said and she said this to me personally she said i thought what are you doing you i've just ruined it you went to the dark side why would you do that they're going to try to tell you what to do and it's just going to be horrible for you and and of course what happened was john actually had more time to help the Dotson academy he actually had more freedom he actually it was amazing. He was actually here when I needed him. He didn't have any. He had less stress, and and I just I just couldn't believe it. And that's the beauty. Now John has his daughter working with him, and he's he's not with the Dawson Academy anymore. But that's that's he's now kind of transforming and brought his daughter into his practice. And he's still affiliated with us, and just has a ball. And so people you know think that, and I have many many stories like that. Uh, that they just think it's just going to be like, oh no, you can't do that, and I, I can't. Tell, I can't speak for other DSOs, and I can't speak for anybody else having a bad experience for, with the other DSO. I can only speak for what happens with us, and so that I know what happens with us. But and we're not perfect. Some people, you know, I've had people that just didn't work out for them, and, and that happens. It's not. It's very small, thank goodness, knock on wood. <laughs> um, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes they, they 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 go, this is not what I wanted. It's okay, but it's very rare
0: super Mm -hmm. super Mm -hmm. but it's just like anything else you know when you when you have someone do your lawn or you have someone do another thing you're buying your time back to do what you want to do with it which for a lot of our folks is dentistry they love dentistry they love what they're doing and so i that's what i love about these partnership opportunities is the ability to put the supports in place so that you can then go be passionate and do what you really want to do. And then everybody's happy. You can That's how you can scale teams and scale culture is when the person leading the practice is really in love with what they're doing again.
1: We have a lot of videos from doctors who, um, you know, affiliate. And then we say, well, how did it go? Tell us about And they literally start crying. And they say, I just, I cannot believe I should have done this so many years ago. I just... And my, my wife's happier. My life is happier. I just didn't, and then they're just crying. I'm like, you know, and that's that's what it's all about. For me, that's, it's it's basically changing people's lives to be able to practice the way they want to practice with the support and and take care of patients and have a life back. Some you know some doctors love doing all that back office stuff and running the business mm-hmm. side. Some doctors hate it, and and they shouldn't have to go through it. You know, this one particular guy, Dr. Lee, he's, he he. He was in, he's in Colorado. He goes, I just took my dad's practice over and that's just what I did. And and I don't like it. (laughs) And he's now in his late fifties probably. And he just, man, I didn't know it could be so good. I can do what I want to still with my patients and I have the support and I, I have a, I have my life back with my wife and my kids and my grandkids. It's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty neat to see that.
0: Well, and that's just it because it's very hard to, And it can be done, but it's very hard to sustain the energy required to figure out things that you actually don't want to be doing. And so when you can find people that are really good at those things, like Heartland, come in and take that business piece, that marketing piece, all those things um, off your plate. And now you get to focus on doing what you want to do. And on top of that, have access to the meat. With resources and the data and the mentorship that you're offering, I mean it's just a whole new world of opportunity. So I, I'm really glad that we're having this conversation so we can shed light on some of those things for our listeners. Yeah. I'm curious what advice you would have for dentists today who are just completing dental school um, and are looking at their options on what they want to do.
1: Well, well, first of all, I congratulate them for picking <laughs> dentistry because that's awesome. And because it's it's just a great career, and my nephew is a is a supportive dentist for us in Wausau, Wisconsin, and uh, he's been there probably six years. And I remember he wanted to be a physician, and I'm like, Are you sure you want to be a physician? I mean, you could be a dentist, and you can make our average doctor makes two hundred fifty thousand dollars, works thirty two point six hours a week, mm-hmm. doesn't have a lot of call. Are you sure you want to be a physician? <laughs> he goes, Really? I'm like, Yeah, that's how much they make. Really? on average, and he makes way more than that now. And uh, and so, yeah, what was the question again?
0: <laughs> <laughs> advice for Dennis. Oh,
1: advice for the, for the student. Honestly, do your research on the DSO make sh- or solo practitioner. Okay. Or if you want to buy, just do the research, because there's you have all kinds of options. So just do the research. Know what you like to do and what you don't like to do. If you're looking for training education, Heartland's probably the best one to go to because you'll get a lot of CE. You'll get a lot of education. That's probably what we're most known for is that we will at least educate and train our doctors and spend a lot of time doing it. And so that that's, what do you want? If you say, I don't want to go to more CE, we're well, probably not for you. If you want to join a solo practitioner, just do the research and make sure. If you want to join Aspen, just do the research and ask other people, even not just a list of people that we give you to talk to. Google practices, do the research because you should be at least informed um, and, and, and make sure you're just making the right decision because that's the beauty of this industry is there's just so many options for, um, I call them the kids because I'm old now, but the kids coming out of school, they just have so many options and do the research, what do you really want? Because you can have equity with Heartland. Some people think, well, you don't get equity. No, you do get equity with Heartland and you can have equity with Heartland. You can have equity with your own practice. I, I talked to a young doctor um, with us and he's been with us, I think he affiliated three years ago and he was the associate with the, with the solo practitioner. But he'd been, he's now been with that practice for I think 11 or 12 years, somewhere in that range. And he's 40. He said, what do I do? Should I stay with Heartland? Should I go? Should I start my own practice? And I'm like, well, those are all very good questions that I can't answer for you, but you have to do the research. You have to say, well, what do you really want? If you say, I really wanted to do all of the interviews. Okay, then you can do that. I really want to do all of that because I I think I'd be good at it. Then you should do it. You should never have regrets in your life, so go for it. And then someday, and let us help you. Let us help you get ready because you're always will be an alumni of Heartland, always. And so when you're ready to sell, you can come to us. It's okay. And so it's, it's not there's not a right or a wrong. It's what's right for you. I think, obviously, Heartland's the right decision. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that being a solo practitioner is bad. It's not. It's great. You can have a great life. You can have a great career. If you go to a rural area as a solo practitioner, man, because it's hard, we wouldn't typically go to a, you know, in the middle of nowhere. But if you are a dentist in the middle of nowhere, whoa, you can do a great, you'll be the best person in the whole town and you can do very well. Now, you'll have a hard time selling it someday, but you'll have a great practice. So, so you know, that, there's just pros and cons with everything. There's pros and cons with each DSO. Um, and so you just have to do the research and, and uh, make sure that you understand, talk to other kids that graduated how did they, their experience in Heartland, what was that, their experience as a solo practitioner? What was their experience as a, in another um, situation? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's it, there's not a right or wrong, just do the research. Just don't listen to people who've never worked for a DSL. That doesn't make sense to me. Never talk to a DSL guy who's never done a solo <laughs> practitioner. It's okay too. So, so you have to, you, you know, what's it like? Just find out, mm-hmm. but don't make stuff up. Don't hear anecdotal information from somebody who's never worked in a... I had one guy saying, well, he worked for us. I'm like, he, I looked at my records, he never worked for us. He, he temped for us one day and told everybody how bad we were. Oh. And he never worked for us technically. And so you got that too sometimes, but it's, it's, it's really just don't... Because sometimes professionals they say, you don't want to go with a DSO. i really. Have you ever worked with us? No. Well then how do you know what it's like? Because you don't, you really don't know what it's like, and and just like I've never worked for Aspen, I've never worked for Pacific, I've never worked for DCA, I've never worked for any other DSO uh, other than Metro Dental Care, and I know the pros and cons. Now we own Metro, Metro Dental Care, so now I know what it's about. <laughs> um, but that's the only other one I've ever worked with, so I can't, I can say, well, I've heard this or I've heard that, but that's that's bull. Excuse my language, that's just bull. And so just find out. Because it, it depends on what you want, and not everybody uh, wants what you want. So,
0: and then probably similar advice on the opposite end, because you mentioned early on that, you know, early 50s, successful practice owner, now looking to make a transition of sorts. You're a great place to come. What specific questions or things might someone, um, if you could just give me a couple of bullet points, things they should be researching yeah. and thinking about?
1: What, what, is, what kind of dentistry can I cannot do? In other words, do I have to refer out anything? Can I make my own clinical decisions? What is it? Can I buy the supplies I want to buy? Um, Can I use the labs I want to use? Um, And because if anybody ever says, oh no, well, we have this one lab, well, that's a red flag. Or these are the only supplies you can have. Well, that's a red flag. We we have a formulary. Well, we have a formulary, but you can go off of anything. But what what we tell people is at least try them because we share profit. Because if it's cheaper, you'll win and everybody wins as long as it's right for you and your hands and in the patient's mouth because that's what matters. And so just those are the kind of things is what's it going to be like when I don't hit a number, that if I'm not profitable, um, what happens when uh, things don't go very well, then what happens? And so it's it's those kind of questions they should be asking anybody, not just us Yeah, because because you don't want to be miserable in, you know, if my, if my team member wants more money, what do I have to do? So that it's like, when, when when there's a problem, what happens? And how, do, how does it work? And what I tell people, it sounds weird to you, it probably sounds weird to I me, mean, don't listen to everybody. Because again, again, I can't put my, my words in everybody's mouth. So somebody might say something wrong. I have somebody right now, I've got 20,000, 21,000 people. Somebody saying something I wish they wouldn't say at this <laughs> moment. <laughs> Because that's just the truth. And so, but that doesn't mean Heartland's terrible because you know everybody, people leave people, not companies. And so I might have somebody that's a person that's not doing the right thing for the right reason. We're trying to get them and make sure they don't, but I can't stop everything. And so I know, because we give autonomy, I'm a doctor who's not doing the right thing for the right reason right now. Just the truth. But you know how many solo practitioners are not doing the right thing for the right reason right now at this moment? Plenty. It's not, it's not. it's not a DSO or a solo practitioner, it's people. It's human beings, and so we just want to make sure we get the right support. And at least with Hartley, you have oversight. Uh, we have a 1-800 number for anybody who thinks somebody's doing the wrong thing can call and be anonymous, and we can check it out. Who's doing that for a solo practitioner? Nobody. And so, but for us, they do. And so we have, at least we have some oversight. We can help people if there's something going wrong, so we can make sure that it stops. And that's a that's a big that's a big win. So. You know, just, yeah, it's the same thing for affiliating, affiliating doctors. Just do the research. Find out what it's really like.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Is there anything else that you want to add to this conversation that you think our listeners would benefit from knowing about you or about Heartland?
1: Well, it's uh, probably how, how rapidly the environment changes. It's If there's anything that I, I've learned over these years is that the, the landscape especially today it's accelerating the change is accelerating <laughs> like ai man it's just rapidly changing from i don't know if you've ever met him all from patient prison but yes. it's just i mean what he does who knew that we'd have that ability to listen to calls and and get patients hey we were supposed to schedule and we screwed it up we'll call you back hey i don't think we scheduled you I and mean, who knew we could do that online online mm-hmm. scheduling Are you kidding me in my old days (laughs) that some dentist would let a patient schedule themselves in their schedule? Never thought I'd see that in my lifetime. And now it happens 20%, 25% of our new patients are scheduled that way. Mm -hmm. They schedule themselves. It's amazing. And so things like that, I just never. So the rap, being on top of the rapidly changing environment, implants, and all on four, and I think that's a. Somebody owns that, mm-hmm. um, but the the fixed arches and how that's growing. Just I met Nuvia the other day, and they're just amazing. And there's just so many things happening in the marketplace um, that staying on top of it is at least something that I know Heartland is. They're on top of it. We know what's happening, and we're at least on the cutting edge. We might not put everything in place. You know, we we have scanners in every one of our offices, interval scanners, and. We've had them for quite a few years now, but when when, when I thought we were gonna do it, they weren't ready. Our doctors said they weren't ready. I had nothing to do with it. Our doctors are the ones that pick those products um, and test them and make sure that they can actually be a viable thing. But I thought it'd be ready earlier, and, and then it wasn't, and now it's everywhere. And so just watching that progression and just think about what AI is going to do for dentistry, it is just amazing. Every, you'll No patient will have to go, I wonder if I have decay. Uh, you do, because <laughs> they'll have AI and it'll tell them there's no dentist. It won't be a dentist going, "Well, I see it." Oh, I don't. Oh no. The AI will figure it out, and that's amazing to me. Obviously, dentists still have to use their brain and, and make sure that happens, but but it's it's uh, the, the the amount of change is just fascinating to me. So right. exciting. I think, exciting. and then the efficiency yes, yeah. that
0: they can you know exercise in their practice oh. with that utilized resources fantastic it's just very exciting to me too
1: it is it's super exciting thank you
0: well pat this was a lot of fun i always enjoy our conversations and i really appreciate your time today thank you for being here
1: all right thank you have a good day
0: you too i appreciate you joining me for today's episode be sure to rate review and subscribe to the show And visit dentallife.coach for access to additional coaching tools as well as more episodes to help you create the dental life you truly desire.